ActiveMed Practices and Research is a network of four freestanding clinical research institutions with associated private practices. ActiveMed is run by a team of highly skilled and experienced physicians, administrators, and research specialists. The research we conduct is led by people committed to discovering new methods to deliver quality results that can help determine whether or not a new and potentially better treatment is brought to the community. Our team has an uncompromising commitment to our clinical research trials and its volunteers. Our mission is to provide accurate clinical information by providing quality staff, quality recruitment, quality care, and quality data on every clinical research trial we're contracted to do. If you or someone you know is interested in participating in one of our currently enrolling studies at our Massachusetts or New Hampshire locations, please log on to activemedresearch.com to browse and apply. Just a note, there is no E at the end of active in our web address. That's A-C-T-I-V-MedResearch.com. We are Active Med Practices and Research, studying tomorrow's treatments today. You're listening to the Active Med Podcast with Jack Beaton. Hi, welcome to the Active Med Podcast, the first Active Med Podcast regarding clinical research studies. I'm Jack Beaton. I'll be your host for these podcasts. Uh, we're going to talk to you about clinical research studies, what they are, and how they might be important to you. Clinical research studies are developed by pharmaceutical and biotechnology companies when they're ready to bring their scientific ideas to light. The company I work for, Active Med Practices and Research, is an independent clinical research company that's been conducting studies for over 25 years in conjunction with some of the largest and most respected pharmaceutical and medical device companies in the world. We have four convenient locations, three in Massachusetts and one in New Hampshire. ActiveMed has completed over 800 clinical research studies and a myriad of medical conditions and diseases. Things like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, or pain management, neurology conditions like migraines, various vaccine and dermatology studies for many different skin conditions, things like psoriasis and atopic dermatitis known as eczema, as well as depression, anxiety, eating disorders, OCD, ADHD. This podcast is designed to shed light on what clinical studies really are and how they might pertain to you. Clinical research studies are at the heart of all medical advances. Research studies look at new ways to prevent, detect, and treat illness and disease, as well as ways to improve the quality of life for many people with acute or chronic illnesses. They're designed to answer specific scientific questions about the safety and the effectiveness of potential new medications or medical devices. They may also uh, be conducted to find new ways to use existing treatments, identify cause of illness, or evaluate ways in which genetics may be related to an illness. A clinical research study involves human volunteers. These volunteers can be totally healthy or stricken with an illness. This all depends on the type of investigational product being studied. The investigational product is simply the pill, the injectable, the device that's being studied, that's being looked into. All research studies are conducted under the supervision of a qualified physician. He or she is called the principal investigator. And there's also a team of fully qualified individuals backing them up. Volunteers take part in research studies for many reasons. Some may volunteer to help others and to continue to uh, move science forward 
while others might volunteer in hopes that they will receive the newest treatments as well as extra care and attention from the research team. Quite often, doctors will send their patients to us when they've come to kind of an impasse with that patient's treatment, and they're looking for something new and something that may be beneficial for their patients. Clinical research studies offer hope for many people and help researchers find more effective treatments for the future. The FDA, along with National Institutes of Health, the NIH, have mandated strict guidelines and rules for clinical research to ensure the health and safety of all the volunteers involved in these studies. Most, but not all, clinical trials in the U.S. are approved and monitored by an Institutional Review Board, or an IRB. They ensure that clinical trials are ethical and that the rights of the participants are protected and the risks of participating in the study are minimal when compared to the potential benefit. All Food and Drug Administration, uh, FDA, approved medications and medical devices available in the U.S. today have already been through this vigorous clinical research trial process. The clinical trial process can take up to 10 years to complete and cost billions or even trillions of dollars for pharmaceutical companies. There are several phases of trials. There are actually four recognized phases for the most part. Phases one through four, let's talk a little about those. Now phase one is where we test a drug or a treatment in small groups of people, say 20, 30, maybe 80, up to 80 or so people, for the first time. The purpose is to study the drug or the treatment to learn about its safety and to identify any side effects. Phase two, and in phase two, the new drug is uh, our treatment, is given to a larger group of people, say 100 to 300 people, to determine their effectiveness and to further study its safety. Phase three, the new drug or treatment is given to large groups of people, 1,000 to 3,000 people, to confirm their effectiveness, monitor side effects, compare the drug with standard or similar treatments, and collect information that will allow the new drug or treatment to be used more safely. Phase four. After a drug is approved by the FDA and made available to the public, researchers track its safety in the general population, seeking more information about the drug or treatment's benefits and optimal use. Now we can talk a little about the study design protocols. So let's talk for a minute about the composition of a typical study. Now I have to begin by saying that studies vary widely in specific design to accomplish their primary goal as well as many secondary um, endpoints or goals. Now the study protocol explains detailed information about what will be done during a clinical trial. It describes the scientific rationale, the objectives, the design, methodology, statistical considerations, and the organization of the planned clinical research. It starts off with the use of an ICF, or an informed consent form. Informed consent is a process used by researchers to provide potential and enrolled volunteers with information regarding a clinical research study. This information helps people decide whether they want to enroll in a study or want to continue in a particular study. The informed consent process is intended to protect volunteers and should provide enough information for a person to understand the risks of and the potential benefits of any study as well as alternatives to the study. Volunteers may withdraw from a study at any time, even if it's not over. Of course, being that it is a study and there is time involved, there are often several visits by the, the study uh, volunteer to the study site. The first visit is a screening visit. 
Now, a screening visit is designed to determine the potential volunteer's eligibility and willingness to participate in the study. At this visit, prior to the performance of any study-related procedures and before information is even collected, the informed consent is discussed and reviewed with the volunteer. If the potential volunteer agrees to participate in a study and signs the informed consent, the screening procedures for that specific protocol will be conducted that day. That's when it begins. Now, in many cases, it's the second study uh, where things really start happening, and that's going to be called the baseline or randomization visit. Once all of the results are obtained from the screening procedures and assessments, the volunteer is deemed eligible for a study. They'll be scheduled for a second study visit, which is typically the visit in which they will receive or be assigned the study protocol specific treatment or the IP investigational product. Now, of course, after this, there are several follow-up visits. Those follow-up visits may entail things like uh, interviews, diaries, lab work. There's several different types of visits that you may use as follow-ups. But the follow-up visits will, while they vary in design, what they're used for is to allow for the monitoring of the volunteer's health and welfare throughout the duration of the study. Now, throughout the duration of this study, the sponsor or CRO will have monitors visit the site on a regular basis and ensure that the information that's being collected for the study is accurate, that the volunteers' rights and their welfare are being well protected, and that the study protocol is being adhered to and followed precisely. Among the many benefits of clinical research participants is the fact that the study volunteer doesn't need to have medical insurance to participate in the study. It doesn't cost them anything. In fact, most studies offer a stipend to help defray the cost of travel to their study appointments. Whatever the reason, volunteering for a clinical research study can have long-lasting impact on the advancement of medicine and the well-being of future generations. The next time that you take a medication to ease, treat, or even heal an ailment, remember, the relief you experience is partially due to the efforts and generosity of prior clinical study volunteers. Now, we've talked a lot and we've presented a lot of information to absorb in this first podcast. One thing is apparent. It is apparent that the clinical research studies involving new medications and medical devices are conducted with the volunteers' safety and well-being in mind. Now, I've witnessed more oversight, concern, and, and understanding of what's needed for a patient's well-being in clinical research field than any of my considerable prior work experience. Now, I've been in the medical field, in the military, and in private civilian practice, and I can say, while I have almost always seen good to excellent care demonstrated by my coworkers to our patients, I can state that the most exacting and thorough patient care and the most stringent oversight I've ever seen definitely has been in this field. Well, I think that's all for this episode uh, of the Active Med podcast, episode number one. In our next installment, uh, we'll introduce you to some of the management team as well as staff members that interact and work closely with our volunteers during the course of their studies. And in future episodes, I'd like to maybe bring in some of these volunteers to share with you their perspective on the clinical trial process from the inside, so to speak. I'd also like to have some people from the pharmaceutical companies that can talk a little bit about what's coming up as far as new medications. 
For more information about our company and the studies we participate in, you can go right to our website, which is activemedresearch.com. That's A-C-T-I-V-M-E-D-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H.com. You'll notice that after the V in active, there is no E. So it's ActiveMed without an E, activemedresearch.com. Go to the website. If you have any questions that you'd like addressed here on the podcast, once you're on the website, click contact us, type in your question, mention that it's for the podcast, you'd like to have an answer done for the podcast, and then keep listening to us for your answers. I hope to talk to you again soon, but until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and do a little more research. Find out a little bit more about clinical studies. I think you'll be interested. You never know. We may have something for you. That's all for now. I'd like to thank you for listening. I hope that you've learned a lot about clinical studies. We will certainly teach you a lot more about them. And until then, have a wonderful, healthy, safe life. The music heard in this episode was composed and performed by Blue Dot Sessions. Active Med Practices and Research is a network of four freestanding clinical research institutions with associated private practices. Active Med is run by a team of highly skilled and experienced physicians, administrators, and research specialists. The research we conduct is led by people committed to discovering new methods to deliver quality results that can help determine whether or not a new and potentially better treatment is brought to the community. Our team has an uncompromising commitment to our clinical research trials and its volunteers. Our mission is to provide accurate clinical information by providing quality staff, quality recruitment, quality care, and quality data on every clinical research trial we're contracted to do. If you or someone you know is interested in participating in one of our currently enrolling studies at our Massachusetts or New Hampshire locations, please log on to activemedresearch.com to browse and apply. Just a note, there is no E at the end of active in our web address. That's A-C-T-I-V-MedResearch.com. We are ActiveMed Practices and Research, studying tomorrow's treatments today.